Broadcasting to millions from WebmasterRadio.fm's world headquarters. WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents the longest-running program on affiliate marketing. Welcome to Affiliate Buzz. Our hosts, James and Arlene Martell, are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Now, please welcome James and Arlene. Yes, it's James Martell here, and welcome to edition number 503 of the Affiliate Buzz, where we've been keeping affiliates inspired, informed, and motivated to succeed with affiliate programs since way back in 2003. (coughs) Well, usually I'm the one who's away. James likes to joke about that. But today I'll be hosting this special tribute show, sadly without James, in this farewell edition of the Affiliate Buzz. Our longtime producer and friend Brasco will be hosting today, uh, producing today, and our good friend Kimberly Junowski will be co-hosting with me. Uh, so thank you everyone for joining us, and Kimberly, welcome to the buzz. Hello, Arlene, and hello to all of our listeners who are turning, tuning in live at web, webmasterradio.fm. It is with a very heavy heart that we have to share this news. As some listeners may already know, the Martell family recently suffered a great loss. On September 25th, James Martell suffered a devastating brain aneurysm. He was taken to hospital with his wife and his son at his side and was transferred to a local trauma hospital and put on life support. On the morning of September 27th, James's family gathered by his side as they took him off life support and said their final goodbyes. James left this earth peacefully and immensely loved. It's hard to truly explain how many people's lives James had impacted. Throughout today's show, we will be sharing stories of James's life and career, and we'll also hear some clips from some people who James impacted firsthand. Well, Arlene, (laughs) hopefully we can get through this show. I know that it's definitely not going to be easy but we have a lot of wonderful stories that we have to share we so sure do. why don't we start at the beginning and take us through when you and met uh you and james first met yes it's definitely hard to uh <clears throat> to talk about but we're going to get through it um so james and i met when we were 17 and 18 years old And I'm actually a year older than James that some people might not know. I was 18, James was 17, and we both worked in a little pizza restaurant. I was a waitress. I had just graduated from high school, and James was just starting grade 12. And um, James was a delivery driver, and I'll never forget the day he walked in through the... I was kind of standing in the kitchen, and he walked in through the back door... And I can still picture him today exactly how he looked. And I looked at James and said to myself, that's the guy I'm going to (laughs) marry. And so it was just crazy. I just, I don't know, I just knew from the second I saw him. And he didn't stand a chance after that. So I like to kind (laughs) of laugh about that. (laughs) And then James would joke with me because he would say, oh, Arlene had her own apartment, a brand new car, $5,000 in the bank, and could get into the liquor store. So what's not to love? (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. But um, 
you know, we dated for about five years uh, before we got married. So we got married September 1st, 84. And we had a beautiful wedding, about 140 people or so, and began our journey together. And James at the time was um, just going, just finished uh, school. He was a car, he's actually a carpenter by trade. So he just finished uh, all his schooling and was working as a carpenter. And I was working for an oral surgeon's office. I did uh, work for the oral surgeon for six years and did jaw surgery and wisdom teeth and all that fun stuff. So everything was great. And then about um, three years after we were married, Adam was born. So that was in 1987, quickly followed by Justin in 88, Shelby in 1990, and Victoria in 1995. So Always wanted a big family, and uh, we got our big family. It was great. Yeah. How many grandchildren do you have now, Arlene? <laughs> so we have six. It's amazing <laughs> that we have six grand. I still can't even believe it myself some days. It's like, oh, my gosh. It's just it's just amazing. And I guess we spread that, <laughs> we spread that want of a, of a big family to our kids. And Adam will never have kids, I don't think. But Shelby has three. Justin has one, but promised me three. Victoria has two and promised me three. So <laughs> I think we're going to end up with nine altogether. And I have to tell you, for James, those grandkids were his life. Everything. They were everything. You couldn't. Oh, my gosh. I feel sorry for the people that got close to him when he had his cell phone because they were going to get a picture of the, one of the grandkids. It was pretty, pretty amazing. And Landon, he's our latest. He was born. He was, he was, I think he was like eight days overdue. And he was born on our anniversary, September 1st at one o'clock in the morning. So he's like, James is like, yes, he waited for, he waited for our anniversary <laughs> to be born. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, James is definitely obsessed with the grandkids. Yeah. I remember a few years back, well, actually, I guess it's quite a long time now because this was just before Brooke was born or conceived, I guess I should yeah. say, that we were at the Sandpiper. And I know you guys had been talking about moving to Mexico part-time or spending part yeah. of the year there. And James was so excited because, of course, anybody who follows the buzz and follows Podcasting Mastery and his other businesses knows that James was all for a lifestyle business, something yes. that you can take on the go and go out and experience things. And that's what's really amazing about James is, you know, I've talked to Arlene about this several times and during this grieving process, you know, a lot of the times people get angry and I've said more than one occasion, it's, it's hard to be mad about the loss because James lived his life exactly how he wanted to. Yeah. He had everything he ever wanted. He had his dream girl for, oh my goodness, how long were you guys married? 30, 34, 39 years? We were like together that. 39, married 34. Yeah, a long time and had the big, beautiful family that he wanted, had the business that he wanted, had, you know, the car that he always dreamed of. And he really just didn't miss out on living life. Everything that he wanted, he he made happen for himself. And that's really special. So I just think it's funny because his huge thing was when I first started working with you guys, he taught me how to start an affiliate website and get into affiliate marketing. And I'd been traveling in Thailand and all over the place then. And 
eventually I made the move there and it was actually because of you and James that I was able to work and live overseas, which was pretty amazing. And I knew that he was always living a little bit vicariously through me when I was doing that because I came back and this was right before Brooke, like I said, and we were at the Sandpiper and we were standing over by the pull tab machine for some reason. I remember it like, like it was yesterday uh-huh. and we were chatting about Mexico and the plans to do that. And he'd been talking about it and you guys actually just finally started looking at places down there, like seriously, yeah. like places to actually live in. And, uh, I told him you better get cracking pretty quick because soon as like I said, Shelby's going to be having a kid like pretty soon. You can tell she's always been very motherly and yeah. Just had a sense of it. And I said, as soon as those grandkids come, you are screwed. Like, yep. you are not going anywhere. <laughs> That's kind of what happened. Yeah. yeah, that dream of Mexico. I and mean, we pretty much had it all mapped out. And then Brooke showed up. And then yeah. James was like, nope. <laughs> but you know what? We, um, we did get to travel a lot to some really, really amazing places around the world. And a lot of it because of this affiliate marketing business. And whenever we went to a conference, we always decided to have a do a breakation, which meant we'd always take three or four days before or three or four days after the conference and go somewhere, um, you know, somewhere close to where the conference was or go and, you know, really take the time to visit the city we were in and, and explore. And it was, it was really a magical. And then those, conferences or like things like share a sale think tank well oh my gosh Kimberly you remember I've, I'll yeah. for never forget the first time you walked <laughs> into a room that was like a five-star hotel yes, it was and the uh, Ritz Carlton you were they were picking us up in Bentleys and stuff like that and you were just like whoa <laughs> what is happening the, the gummy bear remember that <laughs> lifestyle a lot of people never ever get to, to experience and to to um, Brian Littleton was like so amazing at picking these venues that were just absolutely spectacular and um, so we got to uh, to stay in some pretty nice places yeah definitely that was quite an experience that was amazing like I know uh, there's quite a few people in our industry that know that James and I work together, but the extent of my experiences with you guys, like James and Arlene are family to me. And those trips were really special. I mean, you guys took me all over the United States. Yeah. <laughs> a little Kimberly in tote. Oh yeah, we're going to go to this conference in a few weeks. You want to come? And then, you know, next thing, poof, we're in New York or poof, right. we're in Vegas or poof, yep. we're in Half Moon Bay, which was absolutely amazing. And just not only the growth and experience in business, but just growth as a person and experiencing those things with you and something that I'll forever hold dear to my heart, you know? Yeah. You a know, lot of memories from my whole twenties pretty much is you and James and everything that we did. So yeah, we had a lot of fun mm. and I did want to touch on, and I, maybe I should mention it now before I forget is whenever James went to conferences, he'd have, um, there was what I, found out was there's just so many people that just that followed him and loved him and you know his his whenever he talked he, his room was always full like mm-hmm. it was always full there was always this you know no empty seats and because he was always so 
visionary when it came to affiliate marketing. He just seemed to know where the trends were going mm-hmm. and doing podcasting before anyone else and figuring stuff out. And he was a learner. He didn't he didn't just pretend to know it all himself either. He learned all the time and he learned from other people and he just loved to share that information. And that was the one thing about him. He was so generous with his time yeah. and his information. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, um, that helped make a lot of people very successful. Definitely. Yes. Passionate educator for sure. And helped so many people, like you said, the amount of people that I met at conferences, I remember going to my first affiliate summit with you guys and it was just hordes and hordes of people following him around. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's James Martell. I felt like a celebrity walking down <laughs> the halls with him because people were always trying to trying to get a word in and see what he had to say and things like that. And I, it was I, just that passion for education that he shared with people and it did. It made people so successful. I, I remember when I first met Don Campbell and mm-hmm knowing how the success that he had and then later on finding out, well, he was a student of James actually. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that firsthand and seeing people grow these businesses and grow these lifestyles. Yeah. Just from amazing. the time that he gave, it's just amazing to, it's amazing to see. Um, I know we have a clip actually, since you were talking about breakations and anybody who knows James knows that he is, obsessed with Elvis. Uh, I know they have a <laughs> clip from, from your time in Memphis. Or, right. So let's, let's take a listen to that real quick. Awesome. We did actually see Elvis Presley's Graceland the day after we got there. And, but the night, that night that we arrived, we went down to, uh, to Beale Street. Mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> I have to say, I wasn't that impressed with Beale Street. They actually had a, a, a large police presence. They had the whole thing kind of... Um, shut off to traffic so the tourists could walk through. But to me, it just smelled like beer. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it was a little dicey in a few situations. Yeah, just it like, was. Hmm, maybe mm. we should go back to the car and leave. I think well, it's you know, about time. Charlotte was, was absolutely beautiful. I mean, absolutely upper-class, high-end city, very clean, very new, absolutely gorgeous. And then to get to Memphis, it was, it was a little bit different. A little different, yeah. Um, yeah. A little bit not as developed, and I, th- I uh, think we just might have been in a different area of the city, though. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. maybe. So, how did you guys first get into affiliate marketing, Arlene? Like, what was the so carpenter by trade? I know that he was doing some things for, I think, a telephone company or something yeah. like that, long distance calling, and yeah. then just share with us how you guys got onto the affiliate marketing trail. Yeah. So basically, it kind of happened because James back kind of gave out on him with the the carpentry stuff, and we were looking for something else. And also, our need to work from home was very strong because we were taking care of Adam, who had a lot of health challenges at the time. And a friend came into James's office and showed him this little thing about how a credit card company would pay you to send customers to them just like a lead generation and it was crazy like it was like a month later and we got our first check for like 5200 us dollars which was a lot of money back then and james was sold he was like whoa what is this affiliate marketing i'm going to look into this a little bit further and it didn't take him long he was just a student of the business and 
affiliate marketing was fairly new. And uh, yeah, so he's one of the pioneers who just kind of got it all going, figured out how you could put a link on someone's website, link off to a merchant and get paid for that product. And obviously it was very simple back then. Things have progressed so, so much. But uh, yeah, he just became a, he just became a, someone that wanted to just teach other people how to do the same thing. Excellent. So we're going to go to a quick break right now. And then when we come back, um, I actually want to hear about how the buzz came to be, because I know that's a really great story. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing. From SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry. On air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's James and Arlene. Hi, it's Michelle Abraham here from YVR Podcasters. Just want to send a tribute to James Martel. He'll be terribly missed. James was one of the cornerstones of my uh, my um, start of loving podcasts. Uh, he was one of my first uh, mentors in podcasting and also came out to the YVR Podcasters Meetups on numerous occasions with Arlene. And I just appreciated so much his support and his passion, his knowledge and mentorship in podcasting. And he'll be dearly missed and um, love to his family and and everything. Once again, it's Michelle Abraham, YVR Podcasters Group. Thank you. Hi, everybody. It's uh, Dave Dyer here. I first originally met Arlene and James on the White Rock Strip where they live. And then years later, when I got into online marketing and everything, I was referred to James through uh, Rob Toth, actually, in the Canadian Marketing Summit. And he actually ended up hiring me to work with himself and Arlene um, for the Affiliate Buzz and Podcast Mastery. I'd like to say a huge thank you to yourself, Arlene, and James for bringing me into the Affiliate Buzz family, letting me learn on the go, and everything that you've taught me, and God bless you. Um, all my love to you and the family, and uh, God bless you, everyone. Hi, this is David Dalka from Fearless Revival. I met James Martell several years ago at a wonderful event put on by Sean Collins, uh, a little micro-boutique event he had here in Chicago, and um, I had never met James before, and he just came up to me and was very warm and excited about the speech he saw me give and asked me to be a guest on his show and just was so understanding and warm and wonderful. And, uh, you know, in a, in a community where not everybody is always above the board, he was one of the best guys around and just a uh, real treasure, a uh, real treasure to interact with. I learned a lot from him. Uh, and he appreciated me. And uh, I think that's what, what makes this loss so big to all of us is uh, just how, how wonderful and warm he was uh, with all of us. And James uh, Martel, you, my friend, you'll be deeply missed. I love that. He's a treasure. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's a perfect description because it's 
um, whenever they were talking to James, he made them feel like they were the only person in the world that they were dealing with. And especially his coaching students, he just loved his coaching students and he treated them like so treated everyone like family, but he just made you feel like you were the most important person when you were talking to him. Yeah, he truly did. He made you feel, I described it before, almost like a superhero. Like the, the type of feeling that James gives somebody is that you could really do anything. You know, you're capable of anything. And there's no doubt in his mind that you can accomplish all of your goals. And that just absolutely sweeps away all the doubt that anybody who's starting a business would have. Yeah. Um, whether it's podcasting or building websites or anything, you know, he had a real gift of giving people that push at the right time and just mm. making them feel very secure and supported and just like they could do anything. So it's, it's a special gift that he gave to a lot of people. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, since we're on the buzz, <laughs> we should talk about how the buzz came to be. I know it was a very long time ago before the term podcast even existed. Yes. I believe you guys called it an audio newsletter at that time. We did. We <laughs> Just going to date it a little bit. But I know that ties into James's favorite place and a place that's very special for you and your family. So why don't you tell us how that all started? Yeah. So I think what it, where the reason that the podcast, the buzz started was because James had, um, you know, recorded a call with someone and Charles had said, oh, James, if only you'd recorded that, because that would have been so helpful to all of your students. And that was really the beginning of it. And they, they kind of thought, well, maybe we'll do a few little recordings, which would be kind of like little trainings for people. Um, and they thought maybe they would have enough content to last three months. And that's where it started. And that was in I believe it was December of 2003 and we were in Maui and we were at a little place called um, Lahaina Shores and it was a great trip. We had 10 days there and we did a helicopter tour and we, we went to the, uh, we went to the um, event desk and just booked everything. It was so <laughs> much fun snorkeling tours it was just so much fun. And at the same time, we were able to just go back up to the room and record this audio newsletter. And I remember it was like really difficult to download this thing and get it out to people because of the computer connections were so bad. So we had to like have it formatted in three different ways. And But you know what? It all worked out and listeners started coming on board. And I know that there's some listeners even today, that have been with us from the beginning. So it's been quite amazing. That's wild. So we actually have a clip uh, about the start of the show in Hawaii. So let's, awesome. let's run that so everybody can, can have a listen for themselves. Aloha. We are sitting in the Aston Papakia Resort in the, on the beautiful island of Maui. And I thought it was uh, a great opportunity for us to... Uh, we were actually thinking of maybe not doing the buzz, but there's just so much that uh, ties back to Maui with the buzz and I um, and Arlene. And it's uh, let's go back, Arlene. Let's, do you remember when we did the the, uh, the first and second session of the buzz back in 2002, actually from Maui in the, uh, the Lahaina Shores Resort? Yeah, that was pretty cool. We were um, it was one of our first trips to Maui, 
And um, I remember it very well, doing the buzz from there and how exciting that was being in this tropical, beautiful location. And here we are again, you know, many years later, just doing it again. I'm actually sitting in the uh, in the suite now, looking out over on the patio, and you're sitting on the patio. Explain yeah. to the listeners exactly, and for those of you that may be feeling like all of a sudden you have to go to the bathroom and you're not sure why, <laughs> you hear a little bit of water, uh, uh, you know, splashing in the background. Where are you right now? What do you I'm see? I'm sitting on the uh, yeah, I'm sitting on the lanai, and right in front of me is this beautiful koi pond. It's just gorgeous. There's a little bridge, a little house, this little waterfall that's coming down, making all that noise. And I can see there's got to be 50 koi in this pond. It's just beautiful. Oh, Harleen, that must have been, <laughs> that was definitely hit me in the, in the heart with yeah. listening to that one. Yeah, that was, um, and that was like one of so many places that we were able to record the buzz and I know James was great at like when we went on some of our conferences and stuff and he'd just grab somebody say hey let's talk (laughs) and he'd get them on the buzz right on the spot and they were like whoa it was great but yeah we went to Maui many many times and um, just just one of his favorite places and I'm going to go back in January and I'm going to spread some of his ashes there that's going to be beautiful he like oh james absolutely loved loved maui like never stopped talking about it pretty much the second uh <laughs> most talked about subject next to the grandkids i think when you're talking to james was about maui and right. sea turtles and swimming with sea turtles because yeah, and that's, he had that's a nice experience his, with that. yeah his whole podcasting mastery show was all um swimming with the turtles like mm-hmm. work less and swim with the turtles and that's he just had that vision in his head of just tropical he loved it and yeah it's great it's really all he uh, needs is a beach a turtle and an internet connection that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's all you need yeah it is all you need and see grandkids. i think we're really fortunate also with podcasting because uh over the last month i know I know you've listened to a few. I've definitely listened to a number of podcasts that I had done with James. And some people actually were, we got a lot of support from people through emails and kind words. And some of them started to reflect on their podcasts that they've done with them and, you know, chokes you up because you can revisit those conversations. So it almost, you know, makes it feel like he's still here. Yeah. So I think we're very fortunate to have so much audio over the past, you know, decade plus where if we're missing him we can go back and and revisit those conversations I mean during that clip I almost thought he was still in the line (laughs) you know it's (laughs) funny sometimes oh my gosh like you have no idea like I worked with him in the same office for so long and I'd hear the same phrases over and over and over again and sometimes I say to myself, oh, my gosh, if I hear that one more time, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> it's like, guess he just had those same phrases that he used to now. It's like, yeah, I'd like to hear that again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you can. So that's the beautiful thing. And I can. Yeah, it's definitely nice to have those. Um, so outside of podcasting, I mean, that was definitely the one of the longest running 
public facing things that uh, people could experience with James. But he did write a number of books. He was a very successful published author, speaker, as we've touched on a little bit. Uh, I remember this is towards the beginning when I first spent, well, I knew James a little bit before. I'll get into that story after. Um, but when he got me onto the affiliate trail, he gave me the affiliate marketers handbook. And I think it was like a 2001 edition or 2002. something. 2002. 2002. That would have been it. Yeah. So what, let's, let's touch on that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the various books that he did? I know he did a non-techie series of books and just share with us a little bit. Yeah. So the affiliate marketers handbook really became a need, a necessity because he was, people were coming at him all the time about wanting to get trained in the affiliate marketing business. And he just didn't know how he could reach them all easily. So he just wrote it out and just wrote out these, they called them, he called them baby steps because he wanted to make it super simple for people to follow. And he came out with the first handbook and it was wildly successful. It was so successful, way more than we even imagined. And then a couple of the big um, influencers got a hold of that book and sent it out to their list and everything just exploded from there. And we, I think, I know I don't, I'm so bad with numbers, but I know it was around the million dollar mark that in sales just from that book alone, it was unbelievable. And then he was able to revise it a few more times after that. And I love hearing from people even now that they got started with that affiliate marketers handbook. And there was just so many people that that's where they got their start. And I just love that story. Yeah. He was definitely the go-to if you wanted to get into affiliate marketing, that's where you started. You started with James Martell. You started with the buzz. You started with the handbook and yep. grew from there. Yeah. And the, the uh, buzz was actually a subscription at one time. We had yes. $10 a month to listen to the buzz. Yeah. And uh, we, we took that off after a while, but um, yeah, it was great. It was really great. A lot of history there. Definitely. So, and then I'm from the buzz, obviously that shifted into the, the boot camps yes. because he, he had a Oh, few. the live boot camps. Why don't you tell us about the live boot camps actually? Yeah. We had <laughs> some right here in White Rock. It was, oh, it was so great because people flew in. I'm not kidding. People flew in from all over the world. They were from New Zealand. They were from Australia. They were from all over the United States, from England. It was crazy. And we had um, three live boot camps and what we did is we invited them into our home. We actually had them come to our home and um, we had a, like a meet and greet at, right in our home. And I prepared really beautiful gift baskets for each person to take back to their hotel room. And then we did like a three day live boot camp. And then the last day we toured them, we put them on a tour bus and then we toured Vancouver. If anybody's never been to Vancouver, British Columbia, I'll tell you, it's, absolutely stunning we've got the ocean and the mountains that meet each other and it's just on a on a sunny day it's absolutely breathtaking and one of the top 10 place 10 places you'd ever want to visit I remember actually I was working so just to 
touch really quickly on how James and I met. It was back in 2005, and that's when I started working at Sandpiper Pub in White Rock, which is where you guys live for many years. Yep. And uh, shortly after that, I think it was only a few months after I started there, you know, I'd met James, I knew him, and he comes traipsing in one day to the pub with all these people, like ducks in a row, following him in a line. <laughs> and I'm thinking, who the heck is this guy? And who are these people? And it looked like he was heading up a tour, essentially. <laughs> so it looked like, what is this? And he just had this beaming smile. He looked so proud. He's like, well, this is my boot camp. And I'm like, what the hell's a boot camp? I'm thinking, you know, gym boot camps or something. <laughs> Oh yeah, can you see and they Jim, all looked Jim, so Jim, excited Jim, to be there. But he had the so before Sawbucks, uh, James's spot was the Sandpiper Pub on the beach, and then of right. course over the years cabs got really expensive, and you guys moved a little bit further uptown. So locations had to change. Also, our internet was a little bit spotty, which was definitely not helpful for James and his business. But uh, that was the place to be, and he wanted to, you know, bring people into his home and meet his wife and his family and experience his life, like his blessed life that he had in White Rock that he created building, you know, affiliate businesses and opened that up to everybody and, you know, it just wanted them to be involved in everything, involved in his favorite pub and see his favorite waitresses and just experience life as he did daily and just open up and share and and teach people. I know there was actually a bartender, Dave Slater. You probably remember him. Yeah, I remember Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, I think this was in, yeah, it was that same year. So I think it was the first year I was at the Piper. And we decided to do a Piper road trip. Now, I didn't know it at the time, but the reason why Dave wanted to do this at this time was because he had been bugging James for quite a while, saying, like, you know, teach me what you're doing. I want to know what you're doing, but he didn't want to pay any money. So <laughs> he figured, you know, I'm your bartender and we're pretty close. So you should just give me some information. So he was always like trying to listen in on conversations when the boot camp would come through and always trying to get tidbits from James. But James just, I don't know. I think it was just fun for him. He just withheld. Like he didn't, <laughs> he didn't want to give anything to him. <laughs> it was oh, hilarious. So here we go, me, uh, Dave Slater, Andrea, and Bill Lawrence, owner of the pub. Yep. Here we go to to Las Vegas in January. <laughs> and who do we run into on the casino floor but James? <laughs> and Dave Slater goes running towards him. He's like, oh, hey, you know, when are the sessions and things like this? And he was just trying. And then we all realized what we we're actually there for is more of Dave's trying to get his foot in the door of affiliate marketing. Oh, that's funny. Absolutely hilarious. It was so funny. But that's the first time I saw James at a conference. And I think it was only a year later that that uh, I got to experience the conference firsthand with him, actually, to Dave's uh, <laughs> dismay. James actually took me under his wing and <laughs> taught me everything he knew. He sure did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. So I'm sort of like a little female replica of James, I guess. Yeah. You're his yeah, right hand woman. Yeah, definitely. Definitely taught me how to do everything exactly how he did it and taught yeah, me he, the ropes of sourcing. And you were going to jump in there? Yeah, Colleen? I was going to say, and, and you would have had to learn patience too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> James. James is a great guy, but man, he was pretty strict when it came to his business. Oh, big time. Yeah. Like you, yeah, it had to be done right. Definitely. But that's good. I mean, you want to do things right. And 
after learning everything and James teaching me, so originally I started, I might as well actually just get into this story and then we're going to play a, a clip after that actually. So once I met him at the Piper, I was actually serving there. So got to be friends with him there, saw the boot camps come in and uh, <laughs> he actually used to come in for lunch. He'd come in for fish and chips and he'd have his laptop and I am not a laptop person. I hated computers. I was 21 years old, had nothing to do with it barely had a cell phone, I'd think, like maybe one of those old Nokias or something, just definitely not into technology. But I did know how to type because in the 80s in school, they taught you how to type on those little Macintosh, Apple computers, whatever they were, uh, with the little four-inch screens. That's right. So he had actually just finished telling me all about you and Adam and the kids and everything, just getting to know each other a little bit better. I think it was like a Wednesday afternoon and it's pretty slow. So I just sat down and had a chat with him and you know, boasting about his family, which is common. That's what James always did. If you talked to him for more than five minutes, you'd be hearing about Arlene or the kids or the, well, now the grandkids, not at that time. Uh, just really proud family man. So he went to use the bathroom actually and bored. And I actually was a decent writer at the time. <laughs> I was definitely into my English studies at school and excelled in writing. So I opened up a little notepad document because that's the only thing I knew how to open on a computer. <laughs> and I did a little poem slash rap song, I guess it was. And it was all about, I wish we would have saved it because it was all about you and the kids. Oh, funny. <laughs> it was rhyming and everything. It was ridiculous. It was so funny. It's probably like, you know, it was a few paragraphs, like almost a page. And he comes back from the bathroom and I sort of like, tilt the laptop towards him and I was like oh why don't you take a read of that and he's like oh what is it and I was like just read it just read it so he's like okay so he starts reading he's like but where did you get it from and I was like the, like the computer I don't know I wrote it and I didn't understand what he was talking about because I literally had never like been on the internet maybe once in 97 <laughs> when it first came a thing I'm like what do you mean I wrote it and he's like yeah but where did you get it from like where did you pull it in from I said well no I I just wrote it just now. Like, I don't know what you're saying. Cause he was thinking, did you pull it from a website or did you get right. it from here? And I'm like, no man, I just, just wrote it. Just take a look. So he read it and he thought it was absolutely hilarious. And from then on, he was like, you need to write for me. That was when you guys were heavy duty affiliates and you had like content creation was your thing. So yeah. you had all different websites with all of your affiliate links and that was the the main source of business for you guys at the time so just heavy duty content writing yeah all the time so he wanted to hire me as a writer and I was thinking oh okay I don't know about that right <laughs> so I was dodging him a bit and he kept bugging me about it and not too long after that I went overseas on my first big trip and I was gone for about six months came back from that trip and I remember is probably like the first week that I was back we were leaning up against the off-sales counter and I looked at him because obviously you're pretty broke after you go travel the world for half a year. <laughs> I was like, so about that writing gig, yeah. <laughs> I need some extra money. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I, like my heart sank. I was like, oh man, I blew it. I blew my shot. Right. And uh, I said, okay, well, why? Like, why won't you let me write for you anymore? <laughs> and he said, because I think you can actually do this affiliate marketing thing. Huh. He said, I, I just have a feeling and I'm going to teach you how to do what I do and show you how to be successful. And this is going to change your life. Aww. And that's how it started with James. So we sat down and 
brainstormed, oh, actually, first, he said, tomorrow you need to go buy a computer. <laughs> and I was like, bro. <laughs> number, number one tool. Yeah, so, of course, I go to the computer store <laughs> and uh, slapped that puppy on the credit card and got it going. And, yeah, he taught me how to how to build a website. So I did my first WordPress site. That was when we were – Drupal was still, like, a huge thing, so we were trying to decide which – platform to use and went with WordPress and yeah, built the first at- affiliate site, tikikiki.com, which is a funny name. And I always said, you know, I don't think that's easy for people to say, but he loved it and he could barely say it himself because James added a bit of a lisp. So <laughs> I just said Kiki, Kiki. he was choking on the words, but I mean, the site's still live. You can go to it right now. It hasn't been, uh, updated in a while but I just never had the heart to change it I tried several times change it to Tiki Travel or something a little bit easier for people and I just couldn't do it because he just loved the name he was just obsessed with it so that's how I started that um, building an affiliate site learning how to do that and then eventually going into the content side of things when you guys were doing professional article distribution and backlinking campaigns at that point was when I moved overseas actually and started working with you guys pretty full time on yeah. that side of things. And yeah, so I'll, I'll continue a little bit of that. It's a pretty long story, but yeah. <laughs> that's essentially how we got started. Um, I'm going to cut to some clips here and have uh, some of our past guests on for you guys to take a listen to. So Brasco, if you want to get that rocking, that would be great. Josh Stanton here from Screw the Under Five. I first met James when he so kindly brought me onto his show. We talked about running a business alongside of your life partner, uh, as well as the challenges of raising a baby in an entrepreneurial family. It was a really interesting and fun episode that we got to do together. Um, but the real magic for me happened after after the recording was over, where I had a great chance to chat to James and, and get to know him and his character. Uh, he treated me with an incredible amount of, of respect. And honestly, at the end of the our chat together, at the end of the call, I felt this genuine sense of humility. Uh, that was the thing that, that I really felt from James. And when I found out the news that, that he'd passed away, I was absolutely shattered. And my heart goes out to Arlene during this incredibly challenging time. And I want you to know that I'll always remember his upbeat attitude and the incredible hospitality both yourself and, and James showed me uh, after coming on your show. He, he, he'll certainly be sorely missed. Hi everybody, it's uh, Dave Dyer here. I first originally met Arlene and James on the White Rock Strip where they live. And then years later, when I got into online marketing and everything, I was referred to James through uh, Rob Toth, actually, in the Canadian Marketing Summit. And he actually ended up hiring me to work with himself and Arlene um, for the Affiliate Buzz and Podcast Mastery. I'd like to say a huge thank you to yourself, Arlene and James, for bringing me into the Affiliate Buzz family, letting me learn on the go, and everything that you've taught me, and God bless you. Um, all my love to you and the family, and uh, God bless you, everyone. Hi, this is David Dalka from Fearless Revival. I met James Martell several years ago at a wonderful event put on by Sean Collins, uh, a little micro boutique event he had here in Chicago, and um, I had never met James before, and he just came up to me and was very warm and excited about the speech he saw me give and asked me to be a guest on his show and just was so understanding and warm and wonderful. And, uh, you know, in a, in a community where not everybody is always above the board, he was one of the best guys around and just uh, 
real treasure, uh, real treasure to interact with. I learned a lot from him uh, and he appreciated me. And uh, I think that's what, what makes this loss so big to all of us is uh, just how, how wonderful and warm he was uh, with all of us. And James uh, Martel, you, my friend, you'll be deeply missed. I love you, James. James, I want to say a few things to you. And I know you're listening from up there in heaven. So I want to say these things to you. Firstly, thank you. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for teaching me about podcasting. Thank you for believing me. And I miss you. And I think about you a lot, James. And you've influenced my life so much. And I know you influence literally thousands, if not millions of people around the world. And man, you've created a legacy. And I only wish that my legacy will be similar to yours. So thank you, my friend, for everything you've done for me. And I will carry on your legacy through my podcast and through my social media and through internet marketing. God bless you, James. And I look forward to meeting you again in heaven. There is never a good time or the right words to say goodbye. However, there's always a perfect time to inspire, motivate, and give to others. This is exactly what my friend and yours did. He inspired others with his content and through his 500 plus podcast episodes. He motivated us all to go after what we wanted in life, to live our best lives and give without being asked. James, your passion to make a difference in the internet world was unbelievable. You put your heart and soul into your endeavors, and I know you surpassed any personal goal you set along the way. Listening to you do what you loved and getting the personal opportunity to work with you, hearing the differences you made in the lives of others with the value you shared was such an incredible and inspirational experience. I have listened to James for seems most of my internet life going back to the early 2000s. And I put it on my bucket list to one day work with him. Well, last year, I crossed this opportunity off my list. After years of listening to episode after episode, it finally happened, our first meeting. And I can remember being so nervous as he was like a rock star in my eyes. James quickly became one of my friend tours and I spent the last year meeting with him to learn his insights and thoughts about the online world. Today, I am so grateful I was able to have this time to be touched by his stories, knowledge, and receive his continued belief in me, my purpose, and my passions. This is the perfect example of selflessness James always exuded, ready to make people think outside the box, believe, trust, help, learn, create, contribute, give back, and love. You see, sometimes we take for granted what others share with us. We take people who write books, people who write blog posts, people who share their research, people who do podcasts, people who stand up for themselves and share their opinions for granted. When at the very least, we should be thanking them. This day, I acknowledge you, James. We acknowledge you for everything that you gave to us. And we thank you for being a gigantic spirit, my rock star, and most of all, a legend. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. 
He definitely enjoyed his work with people, that's for sure. Like, yeah. working with James, you felt more like friends than a client. Yeah. And eventually, like, family for some people who've been working with him for, you know, a number of years. It's just the closeness that you get and the bond that you get with somebody. And that's the thing about working remotely. Like, people tend to think, you know, you're a little bit detached and it's not very social, but it's quite the opposite in James's experience anyways, because this business allowed him to connect with people all over the world, you know, and it, he was able to make friends all across the globe. And, you know, you could talk to somebody in Australia a couple times a week and it was like your next door, right? So just forging all of those friendships through clients is just, it's amazing. And, And the amount of people that he touched, not only his one-on-one clients, which there is a lot, like it's shocking actually to see the outpouring of people um, who came out of the woodworks to send you messages and, and uh, let you know how much James meant to them because for one person to take the time one-on-one with that many people, it's really incredible. And of course he touched more people on a, a larger level when he was doing conferences and presentations and, you know, reach a thousand people at a time, but to reach that many individuals and be working with them on an intimate basis is just, it's remarkable, you know, like huge legacy left definitely. And his legacy will live on through all of these people who have found success in their own businesses because of his teachings and his mentorship. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's, you know, that's just one of the things that's important is to give give more than you receive. Yeah. And he was absolutely number one at that. I mean, he could light up a room with his smile, you know, and just hearing his voice, you know, well, with the exception of the times that things didn't go right, which we were talking about before. I think it went on a pretty big tangent there with my story, but that's what we started talking about before is learning from James and working with him as closely as I did. I mean, it's funny because, um, as we wrap up many of the projects that he had ongoing, I'm talking to, to a lot of your clients and it's funny cause they're like, Oh yeah, you know, Arlene passed on your, your information and I'm talking to them. I'm like, I know you, I built, I built your site with James. Like I know their businesses intimately, but uh, James was always the, the man out front. That's one thing I definitely didn't excel at. And I actually just didn't want to do it. And I told him I didn't want to do it. I said, let me do the work in the back end. And I don't want to talk to a client. Like right. I know he had me do a coaching call once. He just forced me into it. He's like, see, you can do it. I said, well, I know I can do it. I just don't want to. I'd rather just bury myself in the work because I, I just really enjoyed it. Like completely immersed myself in his world and as I said, like starting out with the affiliate stuff. And then in 2012, after I came back, um, that was actually my first podcast with James because I was living in this little suite in Surrey. And I remember I was sitting at my desk, the desk that I'm in right now, same chair, same computer and everything. Just got back from my trip. And uh, he, he reached out to me on Skype. I think he just phoned me through Skype and I was thinking, okay, it's just a work call. You know, it's two in the afternoon, nothing to expect. And I'm not keeping track of the days or anything like that because usually Thursday is blocked out. You know, don't bother him. He's doing the buzz live. So wouldn't hear from you guys then. And then he says, oh, yeah, you know, I had a guest cancel on the buzz. So 
I'm going to have you on today. And I was like, what are you talking about? It was literally like three minutes to two. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's famous for that. (laughs) Just threw me right in. And I think that one was called Elance, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Mm -hmm. So it it actually turned out to be pretty pretty good episode it's funny but he's he's good at that like just throwing you in when he knows that you can handle it and yeah yeah just really makes really you learn yeah it all right make- well i know i know we need to go to a commercial right now and um brasco has three more clips that he'd like to play at this time i met james august of 2016 i want to say I moved up from calgary to vancouver to study broadcasting i discovered that there was a podcasters meetup And he was one of the people there. And he is who he is. He was who he was. He was a very real, direct human being. uh, Very passionate about the people he was working with. And very passionate about what he believed. And in a world where we sometimes censor ourselves, that wasn't James. James was a guy that spoke what he believed and stood by it whether you liked it or not. He was as real as they can get. And I think his passion, his directness, and his boldness is a huge loss for the Vancouver podcasting community. And my thoughts are with the family. Hi there, uh, Rod Jans here. Just wanted to say that James will be missed and I appreciated his passion for podcasting and for marketing. Uh, it was a pleasure to be on his, his show and to be interviewed by him. He did such a great job. And his his uh, his show was very helpful too. I I listened several times and learned uh, some good stuff. So James, you'll be missed. I feel like you went too soon. Uh, my thoughts and prayers are with your family. Hey, this is Sean Collins, co-founder of Affiliate Summit. And um, I guess I first met James back in ninety or ninety four two thousand four at the second Affiliate Summit on the cruise ship from New York to Nova Scotia. And over the years, we were on so many podcasts together, either his or mine, he spoke at Affiliate Summit so many times, We and we just had great conversations at so many events all over the place. And um, to even record this is uh, is difficult to really come to terms with the fact that I won't see James's smile and face again and, and be able to have a conversation. And just the, the impact that he's had on the industry, just all the help he provided, the the smiles, the friendship... Damn it! Um, I I hate knowing that I won't see his his face again at Affiliate Summit or anywhere else. That that's just a gut punch. But um, thinking of you, Arlene, and, and the family, and um, and much love to all of you. And and I miss miss James. Take care. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. It's time once again to get ready for the 35th Annual Miami Book Fair, November 11th to the 18th. Learn more at MiamiBookFair.com. Over 500 authors will be coming in from all over the world to read their books, answer questions from the audience, and sign autographs. 
Award-winning luminaries confirmed to attend this year include novelists like Elliot Ackerman, Robert Olin Butler, Ingrid Rojas Contreras, and Deborah Dean. Non-fiction writers like Dr. Mark Agronin, Mohammed Al-Samwawi, Andrea Barnett, and Tina Brown. Celebrities like Justine Bateman, Steve Kornacki, Bill Press. These are just a few of the confirmed 500 authors scheduled to appear at the 2018 Miami Book Fair, November 11th to the 18th. Check out the full schedule of events right now at MiamiBookFair.com. That's MiamiBookFair.com. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's James and Arlene. Of course, we got started in 1999, and I remember our first check arriving sometime in the in the fall of that year, and things took off pretty good. Then we had to stumble our way through the dot-com crash as uh, that that came upon us. And then uh, I do remember, though, that uh, during that time, things were starting to look up a little bit. When we got into this business, we were not in really good shape financially. We were driving a 1987 Pontiac Sunbird. We didn't really have any money. We didn't have a credit card. Buying a domain name, I don't even remember how we did it. We probably borrowed my mom's credit card or something. Probably. I don't remember how we did it. We didn't even have a credit card. Uh, and it really was it was a challenge. And you, you as, as things got going, though, as, as the money started to roll and we got you involved in the business and you started doing some writing and things started to turn around and the checks started to arrive and, you know, the sun started to come up a little bit and you started to get Adam's health issues a little bit more under control. And that didn't quite take as much time. Then all of a sudden you found yourself in a place where, okay, we're making enough money here finally for you to, uh, you know, not just focus on the problems, but now you could actually start to enjoy the kids a little bit. Well, there you go. <clears throat> nice to hear from James again. Yeah, definitely. I wish that uh, we could be on air just in life so people could just throw those in. Because it is nice to hear his voice uh, coming through, definitely. Um, Sean Collins definitely touched on what what is difficult to say that, you know, it's a, a real punch to the gut to know that we won't be able to have those conversations with him and uh, not be able to see him walking down the hall at those conferences. I know it's going to affect a lot of people. And yeah, I know sure. I was talking with your son Justin and uh, we were saying you know it's the hardest part now is going to be when that that thought like it just comes into your head I have to ask him something you know and and we won't be able to do that anymore but he definitely definitely taught everybody a lot I know that he taught his kids how to live live well and really, really, really gave them the proper guidance and showed them how to become wonderful parents of their own. And do you want to talk about that a little bit, Arlene, about his, about the kids and, you know, just the lessons that he taught them and the gift yeah. that he gave them? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Even though we were like super busy with our business and James, I would classify as a workaholic. He would, he started late and worked late. That's kind of what he liked to do. He would like go out and get his Tim Hortons coffee in the morning, three cream, extra large three cream, Tim Hortons, had to have it every day. And um, 
he started around noon, one o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was what he liked to do. And I was like, worked out good for me because I like to be up early and start early. So I'd get like tons of work done before <laughs> one o'clock. And then he'd come into the office at one o'clock and I'd, I'd like, he'd be yapping away to someone and it's like annoying me. So, or he liked to work with the TV on. Oh, drove yeah. me bananas. Cause I, <laughs> I like quiet. He liked noise. Yeah. And he'd turn the TV on and I would be like, no, I'm out of here. And I just go work. I go work in another room with the laptop. But uh, yeah, it always worked. But James was great at um, not only um, doing the business, but he always made time for the kids. There's no question about it. He coached baseball uh, for many, many years on Justin's teams. And um and on Shelby's team, too, I think he would coach T-ball. And he just, baseball was his thing. He loved baseball. And um, for Adam, just anything that Adam wanted, like he's autistic, so he had certain little quirks, like trains and power lines. And James would go out of his way to make sure he got to see the trains and go see the power lines. And he just always supported Justin through his you know, his dis- decision to work r- kind of more retail. And Justin became an assistant manager at a very, very young age because at 14 years old, we shipped Justin across the, across the United States to some amazing Christian leadership organizations that taught Justin how to deal with, deal with life in a real way. I remember Justin coming home from one of these conferences and saying they went to the shark tank at SeaWorld and they learned how to deal with crappy people in front of the shark tank. (laughs) (laughs) So James is always big on, um, like he loves Zig Ziglar. He loved Napoleon Hill. He wasn't a great reader, but he was, he really liked listening to the, to the podcast and, and learning. And he had a, quite an extensive library of marketing and books and stuff like that. But yeah, he, his, his thing for sure was family. And I think he led a great example of there's just so many divorces today. And we both, James and I both came from divorced parents. So I think we wanted to fight extra hard for our marriage. And even though there were times that, you know, no marriage is perfect. Um, that we just really wanted to show our kids a good example of working together and just making it work and just being there for you. You could always talk to James about anything and the kids just picked up on that and they just became, I'm just so proud of them, the people that they've all become and Victoria's married, Shelby's married, Justin's married. And I love, love, love their spouses and we all get along. There's just no issues. And, um, we're just a very close family. And that is what has really gotten me through is just knowing that um, the kids are so close and they're fighting over who I'm going to come stay with. And it's pretty cool, pretty cool that way. And we had over 500 Facebook posts that came in and just the shock, I think, that people had. Like just, it was so shocking and beautiful, beautiful messages from people from the heart. I loved it. 
I read every one of them. They were beautiful. It's it's hard for people too, because with somebody like James, you know, it's easy to think that they're just going to live forever. You know, you can't really imagine that person not being here anymore. No. But James lives on in your kids and your grandkids. And oh my goodness, the grandkids actually look just like you. It's, so funny. It's uncanny. Like their smiles and ed- everything. Just, <laughs> you know, he's in them 100%. Yes, yeah, for and sure. Little if, Calvin, little Calvin. Yeah, oh my goodness. Calvin. He's so cute. He just turned three. And he's got these little black glasses. Yeah. I'm sure you all know who he is. I'm sure you've seen a picture of him. If you're on James's Facebook page, you have. And he got up at the at the service and he actually got up on stage, a three-year-old, and he said, I miss you, Grandpa. Yeah. All, and, all um, on his own, too. Nobody yeah. told him to go up there. He just marched himself right up there yeah. and <laughs> took the microphone and there you go. Yeah, he's got confidence, that kid. But um, whenever I went to visit him, at his, they live on Vancouver Island, so it's like a ferry ride over and it would... I would go over about every five or six weeks and I'd have my laptop there and I'd be working <clears throat> and he would like constantly come up to me and go, grandma, it's time to phone grandpa. And we'd get <laughs> grandpa on Skype and they talk back. It doesn't matter what James is doing. doesn't matter. He stopped and had a conversation with Kelvin and Kelvin would want to phone him like three, four times while I was there. <laughs> Like a day, and it's like, Kevin, no, no, we just talked to Grandpa two hours ago. <laughs> he has work to do. Oh, my gosh, it's so sweet. Yeah. So Always time, sweet. though. Always makes the time. Like, yeah. I remember working, like, when we'd work from the house in the afternoons, and we'd be sitting there at the desk going through some stuff, and little Brookie would come in the room, and it's just everything stops. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, right. Or Hannah or any of them that just, if a grandkid was popping in, Work stopped. <laughs> That's right. And it was grandpa, grandkid time right yeah. there. You know, right. there was no pushing it off till later. Like always made time for family. Yeah. And like any of the listeners, if you're lucky enough to meet Arlene and James kids, it's just, you'll see him in them so much. I mean, they're wonderful people. Like there's tight families and then there's the Martells. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The definition We're the of best. Just like a tight family, just just wonderfully kind people, you know, and I, oh, yeah, it's just, it's funny to watch them not too much older than them, I'd like to say, <laughs> but yeah. you, I did watch some of them, you know, from a very young age. I mean, I remember at the Piper when I was working, Justin would come pick him up or drop him off in his Beamer and had the shaggy do look. And it's only, you know, only 16 years old in high school. And then, you know, a few years later seeing him come into the pub and having a drink with his dad for the first time. And yeah, when Adam, Adam was there actually as well for, for Justin's 19th birthday, they came down to the Piper and all had a drink together, which was really, really special to see. Yeah. It's just neat to see the kids, kids grow up and who they become and, how amazing of human beings they are. I also remember since you were talking about like the different direction that Justin took with his life, because it was just sort of assumed, I guess that, you know, he was going to get into affiliate marketing and he right. was going to you know, do what James did and take that over. And it, I don't think there was really a thought that it would go any other way. Right. And you know, when he got 
to that age where he was going to start working. Remember, it was the TV stand site, affiliate site. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was going to run a, an affiliate site that centered around TV products and TV stands and things like yep. this. And I was like, oh, yeah, here it is. It's happening. <laughs> and I think it was only live for a couple months. Yeah. And he was just like, okay, I think he was doing it to sort of appease James and, you know, okay, I'll, I'll give this a little bit of a shot. And yeah. he just wasn't interested, you know. No, it wasn't, just wasn't him. It wasn't his no. passion. And, um, <clears throat> but Justin has a giving heart as well. And what he did is he's, he's very, he's a techie. Justin's a techie. Big he time. has, you go walk into his house and he goes TV on, or Xbox on, like he talks to everything. Yeah. And if there's not a problem, he couldn't fix. I probably drove him nuts. With my, <laughs> and James, oh my God. Oh, all the time. Oh, oh I need Justin to come over. <laughs> Something's yeah, not working. Justin, get over here. <laughs> having trouble with something and uh, James thing. one of the things oh, okay we have to laugh about this we have to laugh about this on do you have that card that I that I did for the service where it says the funny things about James oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. on the card we said it was interesting that James could teach hundreds of thousands of people how to run an internet marketing business and he couldn't type <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because fingers. James typed with two fingers, two like basically fingers. maybe three, but <laughs> was really awful typer. And it would be like, how do you do that oh, and not be able to and not be able to type? <laughs> and I just get frustrated. He'd say, "Can you take notes?" And I'd get my little laptop and I'd like zing it out. Like he, I could type as fast as he could talk. So <laughs> it was great. We complimented each other very well, but. Um, yeah, James was uh, not a typer. No, um, good with probably why he likes podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me just say it out loud. Well, that's the thing too, because even when when we do um, client interviews, so when you'd get clients instead of you know going back and forth with emails all day long, James yeah. would actually get them on an audio recording. He'd get on the phone. Yeah, and interview them that way, and you'd actually just hand that whole audio to the writers. Exactly, and what you he would did. pull everything from that. So I yeah. mean, time save, and it's yeah. it's there, right? Like you don't lose. Well, I mean, you could use lose an audio clip, but very easy to access and easy to direct a project that way. Yeah, so, get it, getting yeah. it right from the horse's mouth. Yeah, no translation exactly. problems. Yeah, you don't have to like get the feel for the client and then try and reiterate that to somebody, you know, they're hearing the client firsthand and freelancers loved that. Like, honestly, freelancers, like it was sought out to work for you guys because everything was so clear, so concise, Yeah, you know, work orders that were laid out, like from a very, like from day one, when James started teaching me, it was, you need to take the time on yeah. work orders. You need to take the time from the beginning. And that's going to save you hours and hours and hours and a lot of back and forth and a lot of heartache in the end. It's so, so like, true. Take the time on organizing everything and being very, very clear with your instructions. And yeah. then you can hold them accountable too. Right? That's right. So that was pretty cool. Just, I mean, any, like everybody from the industry who knows James knows that outsourcing is a huge thing. He always talked about outsourcing in his, um, in his uh, talks at conferences and his presentations because yeah. outsourcing really helped grow your business exponentially and I am fortunate enough to have learned that skill from him I mean coming from a service industry originally you know you get at multitasking and things like that that 
definitely helped, but the level at which I was taught and the implementation and everything is, I mean, we had projects going on. You remember when we were doing all those pad projects, like the article distributions? Yeah. And then things sort of changed. So we were doing a huge volume of work. Mm-hmm. Just like we would have, you know, 20, 30 projects going in Elance at the same time. Yeah. And just coordinating writers. And, you know, between the two of us, like we were able to execute it just yeah. because of the training and his methods and just being who he was as a teacher and being able to you know organize everything and yeah it was amazing yeah. and then base camp came along and that was like just like it just oh, was amazing oh my goodness I remember right. when that happened game changing. it was game changing because we were dealing with all of the different freelancers one-on-one so you'd be dealing with 20 different people on five different projects and trying to coordinate all of them and then yeah we started Basecamp came along, implemented that, and then we're able to stick everybody to work in together. There's actually some really great podcasts. I think James did a couple of Affiliate Buzz uh, episodes on Basecamp. I know that we did one on Podcasting Mastery when I was hosting with him. So there's definitely some good sees forever sharing with people. Yeah, there's so much great. more to learn. Like well, That's the thing. There's so much out there, and people can still learn from him. Yeah, It'll definitely sure. help their careers. I mean... He may physically be gone, but he's he's still here very much to to help guide people. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, I know Brasco's got a couple more clips that he wanted to play from the staff at um, Webmaster Radio, and then we should come back in and close it up. Mm-hmm. This is Brasco with Webmaster Radio. I've been producing the Affiliate Buzz with James Martell for 363 episodes for the last eight and a half years. I don't like that I can't talk to him every Thursday at 5. It was an appointment. It was something I looked forward to just like he did because it was his way to make sure he did the show every week. And he gave out so much great knowledge. He helped me tremendously when it comes to podcasting and learning about affiliate marketing in general. And Arlene, I'm so... I feel for you, my heart goes out to you and your family. James was an incredible guy. And he was so lucky to have you in his life he talked about that a few weeks before our last show together and i'll tell you that i don't like giving his time slot up to everybody else because i still wish i knew i had him to call and to do this show i wish only the best for you and your family going forward and thank you for letting me work on this show so we can put a proper tribute to james's life thank you we here at webmasterradio.fm are immensely saddened at the loss of James Martell. I remember when James uh, first came to the network many years ago, and him and Arlene became a part of our family. And James's contribution to not only the network, the community, but very real individual people who have followed him for years with his radio show with us have made such an incredible impact on, on these folks. And we couldn't be more proud to have had James and Arlene on the network for as many years as they have been. And, we send our heartfelt gratitude 
for all the time that he spent working with us uh, to to his family, and we send our prayers and our best wishes as you continue into this next chapter of your life. And James, if you're looking down here, the one thing that I know that you preached uh, to your listeners was you got to have passion. And that's the one thing that sticks out in my mind about what you most embodied with what you did with us. So thank you for all the time that, that you gave to us. And um, Godspeed. Beautifully stated, Darren. James, you are and always will be an Arlene part of our chosen family here at WebmasterRadio.fm. Again, just to circle back and what Darren had to say, your commitment to excellence. Um, we're always so proud that you are part of our network because we absolutely looked at you as being a wonderful steward for the industry. And for the industry to have sustainability and growth, there needs to be great leaders out there like you. So we always felt blessed that you're a part of our trod. I'd like to close out our tribute, if you will, um, by a poem. The clock of life is wound but once, and no man has the power to tell just when the hands will stop at late or early hour. To lose one's wealth is sad indeed. To lose one's health is more. To lose one's soul is such a loss that no man can restore. The present only is our own. So love, live, toil with a will. Place no faith in tomorrow, for the clock may then be still. We love you, James. And Arlene some of the happiest moments for me is to see your beautiful family and the pictures of all those beautiful babies. So we're looking forward to watching and being a part of um, your life continuing on through the years. We love you all. That was so beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> you know, I just can't thank um, Webmaster Radio enough as well for, because, like, you were part of our family, too. And Darren and Brandy and Brasco, who... I know James loved chatting with you, Brasco, after the oh, shows. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, you guys would get into some long conversations. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to hang up now. <laughs> <laughs> because they're going to keep talking. And this is great. But, um, yeah, so beautiful. So, Kimberly, I know that you had... Um, a little poem that you wanted to read as well. Yes. So why don't you read that and then I'm going to, I have something I'd like to share as well. Okay, perfect. So uh, this is, this was actually included on the um, handouts at the service that the family had put together. And you guys had a beautiful picture of birch trees, which I always love because birch trees are my absolute favorites. Beautiful, beautiful painting. And that was your family tree. And Justin shared with that how every time there was an addition to the family that you guys would actually write in on the tree branches and the different trees, the new member of the family's name. So it goes with that theme. Um, the poem is called The Family Tree. And I think we can all actually hear James's voice in this because this, it just, it feels like this poem is a gift from him. The Family Tree. A limb has fallen from the family tree. My voice now whispers, grieve not for me. 
Remember the best times, the laughter, the songs, the good I lived while I was strong. Continue my heritage, I'm counting on you. Keep on smiling, the sun will shine through. My mind is at ease, my soul is at rest. Remembering most, how truly I was blessed. Continue traditions, no matter how small. Go on with your lives, don't stare at the wall. I miss you all dearly, so keep up your chin. Until that fine day, we're together again. Yeah, that's uh, that's James for sure. Arlene, I'd like to thank you for having me on with you guys today. Uh, this is bittersweet, actually, wrapping this episode up. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that I got to share this with you. And thank you to all the listeners over the years as well. I know that you have a special thanks going out to all of the guests that you guys have had on over the years. Um, cherish those podcasts. You know, yeah. listen to them often if you miss him. You know, keep it alive. And yeah, just. And then <clears throat> I just wanted to say a special thank you to. Sorry, to the Buzz listeners, these were, you guys are the ones that made James successful. You're the ones that tuned in every week, that learned from him, that wrote to us, that became coaching students, that bought programs, that we got to meet at conferences and none of this, none of our success and blessings would have been possible without you. So I just wanted to express that gratitude that I have. And sorry, and James for sure. Just loved all you guys so much. Um, I'm just going to try and pull myself together here just to read one more thing. Um, one of the things that, I mean, obviously it's been really tough without James, but <clears throat> I'm a woman of great faith. I have a lot of support, a lot of support around me. And this morning, I was reading from my book of devotions, and I just wanted to share what it actually said about today because it was just so fitting. It said, adversity can be handled in one of two ways. Either you can deal with it on your own or you can allow God to carry your burden for you. The first requires human strength and effort, which are rarely sufficient in handling grievous trials. Heartache erodes human ability. The wiser course of action is to allow God to handle your adversity. His ability to provide goes beyond our greatest imagination. He is the God who has the ability to calm every storm. And for sure, I mean, we never expected this to happen and our lives changed dramatically. But... Um, there will be, you know, many more blessings to come. And even though I probably won't continue 
the like the affiliate. I know some people have said, you know, you need to continue James' legacy. But to me, I'm only 57 years old and I have many, many more years to live. And it's time for me to find, sorry, it's time for me to discover what my dream and my passion is. And this was James' dream and his passion, but it was not, um, it was not the passion that I, I didn't have. I didn't have the incredible teaching ability that he had. And um, so I'm going to take three months to move in with Shelby and her family and just figure out, you know, what path I need to go in my life. And I know, Kimberly, you and I were talking about perhaps going with Justin to Affiliate Summit in January. Yeah, to honor him. Yeah, so we want to do that to honor James. So Affiliate Summit in January. You can see us there. And yep. Justin, if he wants to us, see what the big hype the is about. Give us a big hug. We're going to um, find some way. And I know Matt Frary has been instrumental in this as well, in helping me. Mm-hmm. And um, Matt's going to help me. Because James had a couple of programs and courses that he just finished and Matt's going to help me still get those out there and keep those keep those alive but um yeah we're probably going to be there in January and um anybody that goes to affiliate summit in January will definitely see you there and um and come up and talk to us and share your memories of James yeah that's because you know what, some people are like they're afraid to they're afraid to approach and say what's on their minds because they don't want to upset you. But I find great comfort in it. Yes. I find great comfort in it. And oh, we should talk about James Earn really quick. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, James <laughs> hated, really hated. Um if somebody put ashes in an urn on a fireplace, oh my God, my mom put her dogs in an urn and he's just beside himself about that. And um, so we said, okay, well, we got to do something special. We knew James wanted to be cremated and definitely wanted his ashes, some of them in Maui and some of them in a very special place that he showed me what he used to go as a child. And, um, so we had this, a very good friend of his who owns a sign company made us a special box. We call it, it's like a Shelby Cobra box. So it's a wooden box with blue with two white stripes. And it's got James's number 42 on it and all the Shelby Cobra insignia on it. And then a, the car on top. And um, inside... I put his actual decal from his car, number 42. And the number 42 came from because he was 42 when he got that car. So that was 42. And it's so weird that the number of times that 42 comes up in my life too. It's pretty strange. Constantly. Yeah, constantly. And um, anyways, um, James is in that special urn, which is on my dresser and... I feel him here all the time. I know he's still here. Yeah. 
we were talking about that when we were together the other day is it feels very much like he's still with us. Yes. You know, he's, and he he's definitely be, here. He'll always be there to guide me mm-hmm. and give me direction. And um, I guess that's it. We just wanted to. I'm just sorry that we. This is a very, very long show, but I know it needs to be to give special honor to James for the wonderful man that he was. So thank you, everyone. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.